Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Welcome back, welcome back. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this topic regarding on-camera confidence. It's something that everyone has struggled with at one point in their life, whether it's on camera, on social media, on camera, um, when filming, uh, I mean, it could be even just pictures, taking photographs with your family. It, like so many people struggle with um, taking, you know, being in front of the camera just in general. But when it comes to utilizing on camera presence in social media, it's like so many people don't want to talk about it. It's scary. It's anxiety ridden. It makes us sweat. And, uh, you know, we wonder what people are going to think and all these things come rushing through our head. And I want to talk to you guys about it. I want to get you guys to understand why it is you're feeling that way. And also just let everyone recognize that you're not the only one. There's so many people who experience this. I would argue and say that everyone feels this. If you don't have anxiety of, you know, performing, whether it's um, live or even just pre-recorded at all, if you've never experienced any anxiety with that, I would think that's kind of strange. Um, it's human nature to have insecurities and to be nervous about what people are going to think and what they're going to say about us. So just know first off that it's okay and it's normal. But we also have to recognize as entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely a beauty professional who's trying to make a living or even just, you know, trying to make an extra couple bucks a week um, to provide for their families in the beauty industry. So since that's what your goal is, is to make money and establish yourself as a business professional in our industry, one of the most quickest and maybe not easiest, but readily available and keyword free resources that we have to do that is using our social media and not just using it by posting before and afters. Those get boring after a while. You know, I can only see so many before and after brow pics. And I'm telling you, I follow so many brow pages, but the ones that I connect with, the ones that I am even considering going to and giving my business to are the people that I that I see talking to their camera and they and I see them getting interviewed or um, you know just giving more quality content so we're gonna jump right into what I was referencing earlier understanding why being on camera makes you uncomfortable um, if you guys are on Clubhouse you really got to get into the lash artists and PMU artists group on Clubhouse because we go over a lot of these topics I actually hosted a room last week all about this and so um, you guys really got to get into there people ask a lot of amazing questions and professionals and experts in the industry are able to answer and help people guide them so I really highly recommend that you guys get in there but I'm gonna do my best to take you know all the gems that are dropped in Clubhouse and bring them on to my podcast whenever I can but um, yeah so understanding why you're uncomfortable on camera is so important because it's going to be different for everyone. The reason why I'm nervous is gonna be different from why you're nervous and why my husband's nervous, why anyone is nervous about being on camera is gonna be very unique to them. So you have to recognize that. And then once you've recognized that your, although your fears are different from someone else's, ultimately we're all the same. We're all human. We all have our insecurities and our anxieties. That makes us all the same. So for me, it 
it might be because I'm afraid of ridicule from my parents or um, I'm nervous about saying something that in the future I'm going to regret. For me, it's, you know, it has to do with certain things. Maybe for you, it has to do with an incident that happened in your childhood. Maybe you did try to, you know, come out and perform in front of everyone and then you were made fun of. Or maybe you were in a spelling bee when you were a kid and you fell down the stairs when you were walking down. All of those traumatic experiences from your childhood can have a major, major effect. Or maybe even as an adult. Maybe in your adult life, you've requested a raise at work and you built up the courage to ask your boss because you felt like you deserved it and then you were shut down and someone else unworthy was given the position. So now you're afraid to step up because you're nervous about what the repercussions could be. Um, for it's, it's so different for everyone. But ultimately, it all comes down to the same thing. It has to do with our ego. Our ego is protecting us. If you heard all of those stories, those scenarios that I just gave, um, it's all our ego. Our ego is trying to protect us. If you know anything about your ego, our ego is this layer of us, of our subconscious that is basically, its, it's main function is to protect us. And I mean, it can work in multiple ways. There's fight or flight. And when it comes to this specific topic of going on camera and you know, displaying who you are, your personality, and all your flaws to the world. A lot of us pick flight. Um, some of us pick fight, but a lot of us pick flight. We don't want to experience that. We're trying to protect ourselves from rejection and from ridicule. So it's very normal why you're afraid. Nothing's going to happen to you by going live or by, you know, jumping up on Clubhouse. Nothing's going to, no one's going to um, listen to it and be triggered to want to hurt you like no one can hurt you by you being personable on Instagram or on Facebook um, so when you really dig deep and think like what's the worst thing that can happen if I you know go hop on Instagram live and talk about whatever service or product that I sell or I supply nothing bad can come of that you know maybe you're gonna mess up maybe you're gonna fumble over some words maybe you might even completely get a phrase wrong and that's okay. That's human. That's so normal. And I, I think that a lot of us just are overthinking and overanalyzing. But if you really get logical and get real with it and recognize like, okay, what is the absolute worst thing that can happen? Um, you're going to find that not, it's nothing real, nothing substantial. Oh, so, you know, so-and-so is not going to like it or so-and-so is going to say that I'm not qualified to talk about this or whatever. Like whoever it is that you're so worried about what they're going to think or how they're going to react, those people probably aren't paying your bills. And if they are paying your bills, maybe it's your parents and you live with your parents or it's your husband or wife who contributes to your household, then that's a whole nother conversation. And that needs to be dealt with outside of this. And because you're never going to be able to move forward if you have those underlying, you know, really serious issues. Um, but without getting too deep on those type of issues, I really just wanted you guys to, you know, kind of look within and recognize what exactly is the reason and also recognize that nothing bad is going to come of you going on social media and showing up as your true self when it, when it, you know, pertains to your business. If you sell cars and you're a car salesman 
and showing up to talk about you know the vehicles and the pam the families you've helped and what specials you're offering like that's only going to do good like there might be a whole audience of people in your followers that were looking for that service and they, maybe they forgot that they, that you even do that or maybe they knew but they weren't sure if you're busy for for example for me um, you know, I'm an esthetician, a lash artist, an educator, and people know, <laughs> anyone who knows me, follows me, is friends with me or family, they know I'm really busy. And so if I don't like post on my Instagram that, hey, I have an availability for next Friday at two, or if I don't specifically, you know, text my, my cousins or my best friends and say, hey, I'm available tomorrow what are you guys doing let's hang out they're gonna assume that i'm just super busy they don't you know they're not sitting around thinking about me and what my schedule's like so if i open up and i let them know and i let them in you know i open my doors to more opportunities if the way our our attention spans work with social media we are so overwhelmed with content and information 24 7 that people are so um overexposed to things that maybe are irrelevant that the things that they care about like us and their our, their family and their friends if they're not like in their face constantly it, it's really easy to like put things on the back burner so if even if they are looking for this specific type of jewelry that you sell but they don't even know you sell it um they're it, human nature is going to be to go to the e like the easiest solution because that's what we want to do we're you know we're our culture is based on convenience. So people are gonna go down to the mall or to the promenade and go pick up something and figure it out even if it's not exactly what they're looking for. They're gonna head for convenience. But if you're posting your jewelry every single day on social media and then resharing it to your page and tagging people so they can share it and stuff like that on a regular basis, they're gonna remember, oh yeah, that's right, she sells that kind of jewelry. Oh my God, I should just hit her up and let me look on her Instagram. Oh my God, look, it says she has three of these in stock. Let me message her. But people are not thinking about you as much as we wish, you know, as business owners, we wish people were thinking about us all the time, but unfortunately they're not. They're living their own lives. They have their own kids, their own parents, their own job, their own education. They have so many of their own insecurities and you know issues that they're dealing with. They're not thinking about us 24 seven and we have to remember that. So when you feel like you're just being annoying posting on social media and you don't want to bother anyone, if you're if if somebody is on social media on your page watching your videos, looking at your posts and content, they're clearly you're clearly not bothering them. They are interested in what it is that you have to say or you have to show. So, you know, you can never bother someone. You can only give them more of what they're already looking for. If someone's following you, it's because they're interested in you. So, in the reality, if you change the way your mind is set up and tell your and stop telling yourself that you're inconveniencing people or bothering people or you're a nuisance and tell and convince yourself that you are doing a service to them and you're helping them and you are being a catalyst between something they want and need and how to get it. Like you are providing that service for them. In fact, they should be honored to be able to follow you. You know, they should be grateful. And when you think of it like that, it makes you want to post even more. It makes you want to share more because you're like, wow, I'm doing a service for my community um, that's the way you have to think about it so now <laughs> what I want you to understand is why it's important to do it I know I kind of got into it right there talking about how important it is you know to serve your community and serve the people you care about by showing them the services um, so one of the reasons you know aside from that is that when you're posting videos on social media whether it's Facebook Twitter 
um, TikTok, YouTube, <clears throat> Instagram, when you're posting a video, the reason why it's better than a post, like a regular post with text, is because it has richer content. The way that we receive video footage is so much richer than when we say, see a post with a picture. Yes, they say a picture says a thousand words, but if that's true, then what does a video say, tell you? A video is just a bunch of pictures put together, right? So if a small one minute clip is, you know, a video is let's say probably a thousand pictures, then that's like millions of words, right? So we have to remember how much richer and how much more dense the content is in a video than in a singular post, a still shot. So if you're trying to advertise your work, of, you know, a single photo of some eyebrows that you waxed or tattooed is definitely going to be very, you know, very clear and crisp. And that photo, they're going to be able to zoom in and see if, you know, it's something that they like. But when they can see a video of it and it's not just a flat image, they can actually see the dimension and the shadows and the way that it looks in the light and all that stuff. I mean, that is way richer. They can actually visualize themselves with your service. Like I said, brows or something. If it's makeup, same thing. You're going to see all the textures and the dimension and the way it wears like that. There's so much more value in that than anything else. So if it's that simple with just a service, imagine when you're actually adding more depth to that. When you're actually recording yourself doing the service and actually showing how it's done or talking about why you use certain steps or maybe you're even just talking about yourself and you know letting people into a little bit of your life and letting them know how you got started and why you love your job or whatever it is that you feel your audience would gain value from imagine hopping on video and then seeing your facial expressions and seeing how passionate you are about what you do and you know looking at the clothes that you wear and the just the hand gestures that you do that you use like anything that they can relate to any little thing that any tangent that you might go on that you might think is you know not professional not appropriate imagine like if it relates to them and you, you know you keep bringing up your kids or you keep bringing up your husband whatever type things that maybe you didn't intend on talking about but because it's part of your life and it's raw and it's real and it's who you are imagine how much people are going to connect with that it's so much more rich and people are going to be able to you know gain so much more from that another reason why video is so important to use online is because visually it's just easier to digest so i don't know if you're like me but um you know it depends what type of learner you are but some people you know love to read a book some people love to um you know listen to somebody explain how to do it other people like to physically you know watch someone do something and and understand and that's how they understand better and they can grasp and absorb the information better when they can actually visually watch it be done so the way i see it is it's just easier to digest to absorb if they can even if it's not a tutorial even if it's not you know watching you do something it could be still you just talking when i'm reading it in a post it may not be what attracts me now some people are definitely more attracted to like blog posts and magazine articles but some people really do like to watch a video of someone talk about certain topics like you know how their day is going what their day looks like or um 
for example, whenever I am having a sale on my lash supplies or if I'm sold out in lash supplies, instead of just making a post about it, I actually go in my stories and I go live in my stories and talk about it because I feel like it's just more you know it's it's an, more of an attention grabber and people listen more and they're like wow this is you know this is this is how her business is doing or this is why she loves doing what she does or you know it's just so much easier and they remember better when they actually you know visually see you and hear you say it another reason and this has more to do um the next three reasons have more to do with the algorithm and the way social media works those previous two have more to do with like the human psyche um so that has more to do with like the individual person and why why humans prefer video but um social medias are all businesses if you didn't know that they make money instagram tiktok facebook youtube these all these companies are making money off of the content that we are putting out there because the more you do see those ads all the time. You know, you're talking and you're, you're telling your husband that you want to try, you know, that new Ben & Jerry's um, fully baked ice cream. And then all of a sudden, um, you're on your phone on Facebook scrolling and the ad for full, the, the new fully baked flavor of ice cream comes on um, your screen and you're thinking, what? Like, I didn't even, you know, our phones are listening to us and they're absorbing the information that we are viewing and what we're paying attention to. So that's how it figures out, um, what type of ads to show you because, and that's how, you know, tons of companies make money and Instagram, Facebook, all these social medias are also making some pennies off of those ads as well. So the more you're on your phone, the more you're, on social media the more you're paying attention to each one the better it is for them for example um stores as well stores each store department store grocery store they have their own method of trying to make you feel comfortable and keeping you in their store longer i don't know if you've ever noticed that in the grocery stores nothing makes sense like the milk is nowhere near the cereal and the bread is nowhere near the peanut butter and jelly like the eggs are not by the baking stuff. Like it's just all everywhere. Like things that make sense to go near each other don't go anywhere near each other. The seasoning is like nowhere near the vegetables or the meat. So the reason stores do that, I worked at Mons for five years, so I have firsthand experience with this. Um, the reason why grocery stores do that is because they wanna keep you in there longer. The longer you're in the store, the more likely it is you're going to spend more money if that makes sense because you're going to be um, exposed to things and which means you're going to more than likely want to buy them you're like oh that's right you know my daughter wanted that oh that's right i've been trying i've been wanting to try this and if you find that one thing you need to buy three more things to go with it does that make sense so now you're just instead of making one quick in and out trip you've gone in like a eight <laughs> figure all over the store 12 times and that's what they want. They want you to be exposed to it. They want the deli to reek of that, you know, fresh baked chicken, rotisserie chicken smell. And then when you go to the bakery, they want you to smell that fresh bread. There's a reason why they cook these things there because they want those aromas to be addicting for you so that you'll keep coming back and it becomes a tradition for you. They want that. It's all like done on purpose. There's nothing that's an accident. So it's the same thing with social media. The longer you stay on Instagram, the more money Instagram can make off of you. And the more you stay on there, if you potentially do purchase something from a website on there, they get even more money from that. 
and it's the same thing on any app so there's a reason why every app is competing with the newest hottest tools and the newest coolest resources and the best filters out there they're they're, they're always coming out with something new to try to compete with the other apps because they don't want you to go there because Instagram doesn't get any money when you spend time on Twitter. Like these companies, they they want you to spend time on their app. So the longer you can keep people's attention, the better. Because if I, you know, if me and my husband, let's say we both post at the same time every day but my content is more engaging and people, for example, I post videos. Let's say we have the same message. We're both making a post about how to make more money and how to keep to gain more followers or whatever. But his is just a quick post that has a quick answer right away. And mine's a video that kind of makes you linger to the end till you get the, you know, the, the answer or the free tip or whatever. And I keep people a hundred people online for 10 minutes watching my video but Hakeem's post people are just swiping by and liking and they're not engaging with it they're not commenting or sharing it with their friends um, Instagram is going to favor me in the algorithm because they're gonna say well Ashley keeps people on here for longer so we want to show more of her content when Ashley posts let's bump it up to the top when Ashley goes you know live make sure that everyone knows when Ashley goes to you know post in her stories make sure we push it to the front because people tend to stick around and rewatch her videos or you know Hakeem doesn't really get a lot of engagement he only gets likes you know he only he gets no comments very few likes it, does, it doesn't mean that his content wasn't as valuable as mine, and it doesn't mean that he didn't put in time and hours and that he's not researching you know, when his audience is online and yada yada. He may have beautiful photos that actually have you know, a beautiful color scheme. He spends hours on Canva making sure his page is cohesive. But if he's not making content that's keeping people online, social media doesn't care. They're not judging your, your work. You're, they're not judging your content. They're judging the effects of the content, and that's what that's what I'm talking about here. If you can keep people on the app for longer, you're going to be favored in the algorithm. And guess how? What's the easy way to do that? Videos, because people have FOMO. They want to watch. They don't want to wait. I'm sorry. They don't want to miss out. If they've already invested 10 seconds in your video, they're gonna invest 10 more. And then once they're one minute through. I mean, they're going to want to keep watching. It's just human nature and they're going to want to get the answer. If you say, you know, here's my key to how I did this and it doesn't say it in the first 10 seconds, they're more than likely going to make it to the end of the video. So if you can keep people on there for an hour, I mean, come on. So there's for sure, like they are going to be paying attention to that. If you've ever made YouTube videos, which I have experience doing, I used to make uh, makeup tutorials. Um, there's analytics and insights that tell you not only how many people viewed your um, or you know searched your topic and viewed your video, but how much time on average people actually spent watching your video. And this is really good because then you know what your audience likes and what they don't. So there's a so the fact that I know that my you know YouTube analytics used to tell me how long people used to stay on my video. Obviously, YouTube is paying attention to that too. YouTube knows that and they're keeping a, a log of how long people stay on your videos. So the longer people stay on your YouTube video, the more likely they're gonna bump you to the top um, in the search engine. So that's why, that's one of the big reasons why social media, um, using, I'm sorry, using videos on social media is important 
because the algorithm prefers it in every single app. Um, this kind of brings me to what I was talking about earlier when it when I was referencing how all the social medias are kind of in competition. So right now, I'm sure you've heard um, everyone's talking about how reels are the answer. You know, use reels, use reels, and the reason why is not because you know they like reels better. The people who made Instagram like reels better than they like you know stories or lives. The reason why reels, well remember like the other stuff I said, richer content, easier to digest, more attention, but specifically reels over IG live or stories is because right now TikTok is huge. Um, TikTok is like taking over, I feel like social media. TikTok has like the reputation to help people go viral in like just after your like first second video. People are saying that there's a trend with newer accounts that they go viral quicker. So there's like, they have their own special algorithm that um, engage, you know, helps people engage with their content. They say it's a little bit more organic. So because Instagram knows that TikTok is giving them a run for their money, that's why they came out with Reels because it's very, very similar mimicking to what TikTok is, these short little skits, parts of videos and Reels, is trying to compete with TikTok. So if you can get people to stay on Reels longer, stay on Instagram longer, that means that's more time they're not spending on TikTok and that's what Instagram wants. And then one of the things, one of the tips that I can give, something that I do, and I know that this really helps with my algorithm because I, I go on people's lives all the time. I love doing research. So I see people in my industry go live on Instagram and they have two people watching, three people watching. Um, now I'm not saying that that's necessarily, you know, a definitive um, measure of their audience's engagement because maybe only two or three people watch it when it's live, but maybe, you know, 300 people watch it after it's been saved to their IGTV channel on their page. But when it's live and you can gain people's attention when it's live and if you have a large audience when you're going live instagram recognizes that oh this person's phone was actually closed and they weren't even on their phone but when we sent them that notification that ashley went live and 20 people came to watch her video like this you know so and so hadn't even been on her phone for three hours we thought she wasn't even gonna you know she didn't want to use our app anymore but the moment she saw that ashley went live boom all of a sudden um she came back on her phone and that is huge like if you can get somebody's phone to go from being dormant to being open and in use and then staying on the app for you know however long you decide to stay i think lives is um, max is an hour so just think about it like that like if you can do that to people like instagram knows that it recognizes that not only did you get people to tune in for your life but you got people to tune in that weren't even using their phone in the first place that's major like instagram loves you for that they are going to boost you to the top so when you're wondering people are always asking me how did i get, how do i have so much organic following so quickly on my page that i just started three months ago that's one of the things i do it's go live pretty often but not only do i do that but this is a trick that i'm going to give you guys if you have been listening to this this whole time and you're still here i'm going to give you my secret sauce that i do with my lives i actually don't always save my lives to my page i go live all the time and i don't always save it because 
it's a smart tactic because I know that if people start to accust be accustomed to the fact that, oh yeah, she goes live once a week, but it's okay if I miss it because I'll just watch it later. Well, that doesn't really, you know, gain, there's no scarcity tactic there. There's no exclusivity. People don't feel, it's kind of like why, tick, why I'm sorry, Clubhouse is doing so well right now. People know that if they, we like I said earlier, humans, we naturally have FOMO. So we don't FOMO, if you're not familiar, it means fear of missing out. I'm sorry, I should have explained that earlier. So humans don't want to miss out. We love to be included. We love to feel a part of a community. So if I'm going live and you didn't make it and then you look back later, I've literally gotten DMs that says, hey, you went live today, where is it? I can't find it on your page. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, like I, I didn't save it. And technically I do have access to it, it's in my archive, but I purposely don't share it to my page because I want people to know that when I go live, if you value what I have to say and you're interested in what I'm going to be talking about, you need to be there because again, this is a business. This isn't, yes, it's a hobby. Yes, I love what I do, but it is a business and I am utilizing Instagram. If you see me on Instagram, it's not because I want to be, it's not because I love to be on Instagram. I love what I do and I recognize that Instagram, social media in general is a tool that can be used to grow my business. So that's why I do the things the way that I do them. And so I hope um, you guys got a better understanding of specifically why um, using videos is so important. And hopefully if you are struggling with the understanding, you know, why you're uncomfortable and why you're afraid, I really hope that I was able to give you some insight and you're able to overcome some of those and just really remember that you are not alone. You see me on going live and doing my videos and doing these silly TikTok dances and stuff. I'm nervous too, I'm insecure too, I just do it anyways and that's what makes me different from so many other people who've been in the industry longer. It's not that I'm better, I'm not the best at doing lashes, I'm not the best motivational speaker, I'm not the best most educated you know, business professional that ever existed, I'm not. I'm a mom of two kids, I'm just a regular person just like you. I have rent like you, I have bills and my own medical issues just like anyone else and I suffer from mental health issues just like so many other people but I just get up in the mornings and I do it anyways and it's mostly because I've educated myself on understanding why it's so important when you know how important it is it's almost like there's like a loaded gun to your head it's like you have to do it or die and I don't mean die literally I mean die like your business is not going to thrive to its fullest potential if you don't do the hard things you have to push yourself and step yourself step outside of your comfort zones to to reach the you know the heights that you want to reach otherwise you're just going to stay where you are and if you're happy where you are and you're comfortable with where your business is there's nothing wrong with that if you just want to be you know a solo practitioner who you know works part-time and makes a decent living there's nothing wrong with that but if you're in a position where you're trying to reach more people and you want to get more clients or more followers you're going to have to do things that you've never done so I hope that that was really um, informational and I know that it was probably like a lot. If you guys have more questions, um, feel free to message me. As many of you know, I do have an online mentorship program where I teach all of these tools in depth and I actually give you step-by-step -step activities and exercises in order to accomplish these small goals that are leading up to bigger goals. Like mentoring is really what makes me you know, fired up and passionate. I love helping people in their business. So and my door's always open. I 
usually reserve Mondays for one-on-one consults and coaching calls. So if you're interested in one of those, you'd like to book one, feel free to email me, message me on Instagram. Um, I would love to chat with you and help you. Until next time, have a good one, guys.